Welcome to the Back to Square Quan podcast with your host Chong and Kedrick. This is a podcast where we will have conversations about training, nutrition, and philosophy, taking you back to square one. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. So this is going to be the first episode of the Back to Square Quan podcast, where we will be talking a little bit about how me, myself, Chong, and Kedrick got into lifting. Um, why we decided to make lifting part of our weird and wacky careers, some of the goals of this podcast, and really, are we truly uh, related? So, thanks for tuning in. Yep, it's going to be a great first. Uh, first, I refer it to first, even though it's episode zero because I can't say it, I can't say z- the f- zero episode. But yeah, it's going to be a first introduction, uh, introductory episode. Personally, I think it's like important for people. People don't usually listen to the introductory episode, but for those out there who are actually listening to this, thank you very much. I think it's good to have a little bit of a background on why we are doing certain things. So yeah, uh, really excited to see where this podcast go in the future. And thank you all for tuning in to episode zero. Yeah, so you know, like Kedrick said, is important to get a backstory, and you know taking things back to square one. Um, so I guess um, Kedrick can take the lead on this. Um, how did you get into lifting? Like, I guess what was the main uh, reason as to you dabbling into this weird and wacky thing that we'd like to lift heavy things and put things down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you can say it's quite weird, wacky to those who are uninitiated. It, it is quite funny because... For those of you out there who uh, might not know, we both lift weights and there are many forms of lifting, different model- modalities or different like uh, styles of lifting weight, right? Weightlifting, powerlifting, bodybuilding, CrossFit, oh, CrossFit. resistance <laughs> training. Yeah. And all of those kinds. But like for Chung and I, we are both powerlifters. Uh, Chung is definitely... Uh, more accomplished than I am. I'm I'm quite average. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people look at me and say, "Oh, it's so much weight you lift." But you know, in the grand scheme of things, especially if you're listening and you're not a powerlifter or a strength sport enthusiast, um, if you kind of look at my numbers, it might be impressive. But to the um, to the community itself, I would probably say um, well, it's probably just about average, <laughs> if anything else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's all about perspective anyway. But I guess um, for myself, like I said, we are both powerlifters and we it's quite funny because I think everybody kind of like start off lifting because they want to look good uh, to a certain extent. You know, I always say that most people that go into the gym say that, oh, I only live for health, right? And they care nothing about like aesthetics. Uh, I would say that it's quite likely that they're, they're, they're not everything they say would be re- in regards to that sentence is like true. I think everybody would have some form of vanity, right? I think vanity nowadays is given uh, a bad rep, but I guess it's more on the spectrum, right? How vain you are or like how much narcissism one can have. But I think that people who live, we, we do strive towards uh, certain improving the way we, we look, right? And I think that is fair to say for most people out there who started lifting weights, 
for myself, that was definitely a consideration, right? Even though that was not the primary consideration. My primary consideration was uh, in high school, I was always a mediocre athlete. Uh, I'm not the I'm not the best, right? I play multiple sports, but um, I've never always been like the star player. So in my final year of high school, I participated in volleyball. I I started picking that up only in my final year of high school, which means that this is my one shot to uh to play as well as I can, right? Hopefully, I get selected for states or even I get more play time, right? Uh. So during the volleyball training, what I did was I wanted to find ways to jump higher. So I'm like 5'11", and that is pretty tall from uh for someone from an like an Asian country, and because of that, I play uh spiker, right? So the guy who jumps and spikes the ball. Mm. Uh, the um the the when we um and probably Kedrick can relate to this um. Haiku, um, yeah, yeah, basically, yes, uh, yeah. That's kind of like the um the star. Everyone yeah. would always have the cameras on. So yeah. continue, continue. Yes, yes. I I was a spiker, but then again, in the team, everybody to be a volleyball player, you kind of like need to be kind of tall. So everybody was kind of tall. Uh, I was definitely not the star's spiker, right? One of them, my friend, he's taller than me. Uh, definitely have more reach the other one is just overall a better athlete and i felt like i needed to be more competitive so i looked up online and say oh how can i improve my athletic performance how can i jump higher that was the primary goal i had in mind right i was like cool right let's try jump jumping higher and that's how i started lifting weights uh contrary to most people's origin story at least males who go into the gym and started doing bench press as their first exercise uh mine was squats right so yeah that you can say like i started lifting i started lifting by training my legs and then second and then after that i started like taking like protein shake and being the asian high school kid who is on a budget i thought like cool if i'm really taking protein shake let's just do some upper body as well so the protein can go to my upper body and then i'll be jacked all around so that was my yes, thought process of yeah of course it has to go it has to go to the upper body because who who cares about legs anyway it's yep. all about the upper body yep so that is essentially my so, so-called like origin story what about what about you chung what's your how do you get into this whole uh lifting business oh man um you know I, I think a lot of people might be able to relate to this and i think yeah you know, i think first and foremost and if you're listening to this mr bart kwan uh founder of Barbara Brigade, another Quan out there. If you're listening to this, join the podcast. But um, it's funny because my my origin story actually came from watching a lot of Bart's videos. And this was in a time of my life where I wasn't mentally in a very good place. And um, for those who don't know, I was born in Malaysia, but I moved out of Malaysia. And I was basically a student in Australia. Um Adelaide and truth be told there isn't a huge Malaysian community there um, you know it's predominantly um, you know for better or for worse terms very Australian <laughs> and I was probably one of the few international Asian kids and so I started off did you know just sitting in my room and I thought oh you know going on YouTube watching 
YouTube as every Asian student will. And I stumbled upon Bart's channel, JK, JK News, I believe. And and it sort of just got the, the, the gods of YouTube algorithm um, pushed me to Bart's fitness side of things. And um, that's where I started to actually see like Bart doing powerlifting. I was like, okay, cool. Like this is, you know, people actually lifting things for the sake of being strong and aesthetic seems to be the secondary thing. And I, I knew that because I was doing a nutrition degree, I know that a lot of the aesthetics portion does come down to nutrition. And I'm like, you know, I am doing a degree, but man, I just can't be fucked. By the way, this podcast is probably has some vulgarity in it. Um, I just can't be fucked, like putting the discipline into it. And I thought, okay, screw it. I'm just going to lift as, as much as I can. So stepped in the gym, uh, very similar to Kedrick. I think the first thing I ever did was lick press. And, um, you know, I saw the progression from like a day-to-day basis and i thought hey you know like this is something that i enjoy i enjoy like seeing me able to go in and putting 25 kilos on each side you know the next week i go in i was able to put more and more and more and more and i started experimenting with other exercises and then eventually it just became this thing and then um i really really enjoyed it sticked with it for a long long time and yeah competed in my first power meet and never really looked back ever since to be honest yeah i guess i guess that's good i think as you were talking you know it kind of like brings me back high school was like 10 years ago for me and man makes me feel a bit old but i guess you know kind of like looking looking at the lifting our lifting career 10 years is a long time i can't actually remember something that i've been doing consistently for 10 years that is within like the same field right sure people might yeah, make yeah people might make fun of me all the time say dude you've been studying all your life i'm like dude yeah i know right i'm like i'm yeah currently doing my phd <laughs> since high school until now i'm still studying right so uh i i don't know you know uh maybe the lifting gods has certain plans for me <laughs> but but yeah 10 years 10 years is long 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 time and i guess for all those who are out there listening to this podcast right most of you would probably not imagine yourself lifting for 10 years and i definitely didn't so it's just interesting to kind of like yeah, look I mean, back and i can definitely attest to that like you know I, I i thought i would just be lifting for a year and um everything would have stopped but there is something about going to the gym and putting weights on the bar every week and just trying your very best to not overshoot the rpe and putting just a little bit more on the bar to see if you would actually break. There's some merit to that. I think uh, chasing that, you know, that that journey, as we always like to say, you know, enjoying the journey of lifting. I think that's one aspect of lifting that, you know, I think, and I can't speak for people who are in the 40s and 50s, but I think for the people who are in their 20s to sort of 30s, maybe even 40 if you're st- if you're new to strength training. It's always that little bit of, I guess, endorphin rush when you know that putting a little bit more weight on the bar and it just moves so much more easier. You're like, oh, actually, I did get stronger. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why we keep doing what we're doing for the last decade. <laughs> it's it's quite crazy. Last week, I had uh, I had an athlete 
sign up, right? So we'll probably talk a little bit about our careers after this, but I, I am currently a coach for the strength guys and I had an athlete sign up. And he's the he's, famous one, guys. Um, the strength guys, by the way, for those who don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, people, in, I guess in New Zealand, a lot of our friends do do say that, oh, Kendrick Kwan, like the celebrity coach, I constantly push back against that that title. <laughs> I, 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 I do think amongst all the strength guys coaches, I probably maintain quite a low profile, but I just don't like spending so much time posting stuff on social media. But that's for another conversation. Oh, but, yes. I, I, I have I, I signed a new uh, athlete and he competes in the Masters 3 so for those that do not know the Masters 3 starts at 60 years old Damn. and we, we were just having a conversation and he said like oh I've been lifting for 35 years I'm like wow his years lifting is more than the no, years I'm alive the years that we're alive you're pretty so much so like if you think about it that's, that, that is pretty insane right talk about like progress you know talk about uh constantly like uh chasing like half half a kilo right i say half a kilo because uh our american listeners out there if any would probably be like oh cool one pound or whatever you know half a kilo one kilo on the bar however however small that 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 um that amount is right we we kind of like set that progression uh that mindset to progress you know and i think that from what I currently notice, a lot of lifters right now, they do burn out uh, really early because they have this unrealistic uh, progression. They usually uh, anchor their current progression based on the progression they've made, right? There are people who are like genetically gifted. Uh, even for those who are not genetically gifted, the minute you start lifting weights, like you mentioned, Chung, when you went on the leg press, you started being progression really quick but to say yeah yeah it's quite crazy right it's a nice feeling but to say that if i want that exact progression to happen two years three years down the line just like how when i started lifting i think that unrealistic expectation might actually kind of like cause people to be a little bit more disappointed you know people always say if you don't want to be disappointed don't have expectation i don't uh take that form of like extreme approach but i do think that setting expectations for your lifting career is actually like pretty important yeah a hundred percent right like you know we always talk about i guess you know in a more generic term and you know it's a good segue into what we do as as coaches i think a lot of people will be on the either end of the spectrum right it's like one will say don't set any expectations and then you've got the other end of the spectrum which is like set the bar as high as you can you know shoot for the stars and i think there's merit to both but, you know, it's always going to be this happy medium. And, you know, you as a coach and I coach as well, we, we definitely sort of see this where it's good to set a goal 100%. But I think focusing too much on the end goal can sometimes be detrimental. But it's also a good way to have like a goal to understand like, hey, this is the direction that I want to move in. And, you know, like it, it, I might not get there in X amount of time. But this is that direction that I move in. Whatever it might be, right? A 200 squat, you know, a 500 kilo deadlift for all you care. Like that's a direction I want to go. And that's cool. Um, but I think as well as from our perspective, or well, at least my perspective, it's like just making sure that we are having that sense of direction but understanding that day by day, session by session, week to week, we aren't just putting something unrealistic and setting ourselves up to fail so that eventually, hopefully, 
we can get to that whatever end goal that is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like you said. I think you know you mentioned like it's a good segue into what we do, and you've already mentioned just now that yeah, so called I'm the so called famous one. Why don't you you tell us a little <laughs> bit uh, about your your career as a coach? You know how did you decide to make this your full time gig? You know you mentioned that you. Your formal education is like in nutrition. So, what? How do you kind of like transition into full time coaching career and things like that? Yeah, and I think like this can be another full blown episode as to what coaching really means. But you know, I think for me, I think it all started when I was lifting in the gym. One of my mates asked me for advice, and usually, with my track record, no one really asks for advice. Um, especially when I was back in Malaysia, it was, an, it was it wasn't a thing to ask for advice from your peers. Let's let's just let's just call it that way, right? And um, you probably have that same uh, <laughs> same experience. So it was really cool. Like you know, one day my mate was asking me, "Hey, you know, like I want some advice on lifting," and I'm like, "Well, I don't have a lot of information I can give. Like I, I am good with nutrition, but even myself back then, like." You know, and it's like the whole uh, nutrition coach, but don't actually have a nutrition board kind of thing. And so I'm like, yep, I yep. have the theory, but I don't really put know how to put them into practice. So what I said to him was, oh, just do this, this, this. And, you know, after that, I guess, you know, call it an epiphany or whatever it might be. There's this small revelation that, you know, I think I like helping people. You know, I mm. might not be the best, whatever, athlete, fitness enthusiast out there whatever I call it but there is a different group of coaches who I think do coaching because they enjoy the art of coaching again Mm. another podcast write this down somewhere I'll put this down in a note but um, that's probably why I steered down this route especially with the the, the generation I'm I'm working with the population I'm working with side note I do coach some powerlifters but predominantly I actually do try my best to work with uh, millennials to help them understand like look you know like your health is important your strength is important and you know neglecting that as a millennial might not seem like a big thing right now because Mm. your body is probably in its peak in its prime yep but if you're not going to take care of it right now, when you get to that 35, 45-year-old mark, and that's actually one of the first few gyms that I work with, and I worked with like older people in general, like 50 and above, yep. um, I see the problems. And I, you know, and I always tell my clients and people that I chat with, it's like, look, um, you know, I'm a millennial. I understand the struggles, but I think that there is a lot of merit to actually keeping yourself healthy, fit, whatever you might call it. So that's one of the reasons why I steered down this path, I think a lot of people tend to lose sight of why they need to, you know, stay healthy, lift weights, eat eat well. And, you know, like we can sit here and argue every day, like, you know, I'm fine. Of course you'll be fine. But when, you know, when it comes to the crunch time that you're not fine, what happens then? And I think setting yourself up for success, like we kind of talked about, is uh, a very, very important thing. And so that's the reasons as to one of the main reasons why I love doing what I do. Um, but back to you, Kedrick, and I'm keen to hear your thoughts. So for those who don't know Kedrick, like he said, he, he works for the Strength Guys, a very, very reputable uh, powerlifting coaching service team. 
But outside of that, and you might have also caught this, Kedrick's actually also doing his PhD. Um, and not a lot of people that I know personally would even go down the route of doing a PhD, let alone doing a PhD, which is in a very, very niche market like health and fitness and even niche it's like strength sports and water manipulation so um what what made you decide to keep on studying and um yeah why why go down that route i think a lot of people are interested to know yeah yeah i guess what we can say is that for uh, both of us um we 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 kind of are uh, we have to apologize to parents for failing them because this isn't exactly the... <laughs> this is not something they wanted this to turn out. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> yep. Uh, we love you, mom and dad. But yeah, I guess, you know, it's... Y- you mentioned niche and this is even more niche in the Asian community. I would not deny it that when I was in Malaysia, there you'd be hard-pressed to find any kinesi- kinesiology... Uh, nutrition any exercise science exfis right man and And when you do it's big bucks you know we're talking like inflated prices yeah you're you're hard pressed to find any uh um courses that that, that's being offered back home at least uh 10 years ago you know i mean now uh, the industry is slowly progressing but still at a slower rate compared to other parts of the world so being someone who has always been naturally curious. I was that annoying kid in school that always asked my teacher why, 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 you know? And I think that has kind of like stuck with me even up till today. When I look at a certain uh, a problem before me, you know, the question is like, why is this happening, right? Then if we understand the why, then perhaps we can find a solution around it. And there, there are a lot of unanswered questions that is, uh, that's out there, right? And a lot of misinformation. When there's misinformation, the question then falls back to why would this actually work? You know, why, for example, I don't know whether the debate still rages on, but why would low carb work better than a high carb for fat loss? Why, you know, we always have that that question. And for me, I wanted to answer that question. And like you said, people do gravitate towards you. Back in the days, I was known as the gym guy, you know, like the guy that goes to the gym all the time, right? You know, when, uh, and people do ask you questions. And when people ask me questions, naturally, I if I cannot provide an answer, I would look it up, you know, I would look it up, try to find the correct answer. And slowly, bit by bit, you look at, science right sport science and you realize that hey you know people actually study this kind of stuff people actually look at ways we can isolate certain causes and their effects people actually look at how we can change or improve performance how can we improve uh what is the best way for muscle hypertrophy and what is the for example my phd is like what I'm trying to answer is that what is the best way to manipulate your body weight in a short amount of time if you compete in a weight class restricted sport, primarily in uh primarily in strength strength sports related um yeah strength sports related and 
not so much on the combat sport side. So my that's what I'm trying to answer, right? Uh, what's the best way to do certain things, right? And then for most people, I think they stop at, cool, I have the answer. This is the best way. Most people don't ask, why is this the best? I would say that I would not be able to go to, go to sleep if I don't know why it is so. So you could say that I'm driven largely by my curiosity and I do not discount the fact that the people that I've met along the way, the people that I've uh, encountered that has asked me questions, asked me to provide advice, have definitely steered me towards this path and probably that's why I'm doing a PhD, right? And I also like to say yeah. that because I've already failed my parents once uh, <laughs> by going down this... At uh, least get at least get the doctor behind your name. Basically, right? At least become a doctor, you know? At Just least don't, become yeah. a doctor. Well the only, yeah, the only time I'll deny myself being a doctor is when I'm in a flight and the flight attendant asks, do we have any doctors in here? I'll yeah, just like nah, slow, slowly hide behind that. the chair. But <laughs> as, like, as you would. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess that, that essentially is... Um, my my, my uh, answer, you know, just driven by the my curious nature, and I guess in future episodes when we talk about like, uh, like philosophy related uh topics, you can kind of like see that part of me shine, and a lot of time, uh, yeah, a lot of times it's just like me trying to like think and think out loud. So, if you find that if anyone listening here find that I'm just blabbering a whole bunch of stuff, like I think that my mind is quite chaotic, and sometimes I just have uh. A diary of words so forgive me for all. you know they, they they do they do definitely say a chaotic mind is a beautiful mind in 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 many cases and i think um, um a lot of people can definitely relate to that you know we we obviously speak to a lot of people in our day-to-day life and you know, at least for me i speak to a lot of people from different different occupations nurses uh, doctors college students you know, people who work as chefs and everyone has a very, very busy mind. And I think there is a lot of merit to talk about these things, which is a good segue into why are we creating this podcast? What are some of the goals of, of this podcast? And I think if you haven't already gotten already with the play of names, I think the goal here is really sort of, as, as Kedrick said, there's always us trying to find out reasons and an answer to certain things. And I think as questions, methodology, as science and philosophy evolves for better or for worse, sometimes I think there is a lot of merit to going back to square one and just looking at how these things came to be, right? Like the Big Bang, for example, like how how something came to be or like how how was 5 by 5 created? You know, like, why is 5 by 5 such a widely used program, not just in the strength community, but basically anything barbell related? And so many programs sort of just branched out from something as simple as, you know, the 5 by 5. And I think one of the goals for the podcast is to really look into some of, you know, coming back to square one, like I said, and looking at these main topics to really see what we can learn from just going back to its roots 
and looking at where things are at right now and potentially answering some of those questions as to how we went from point A to point B and potentially bridging the gap. So that's definitely one of the goals. Um, what do you think, Kedrick? Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, uh, going back to, like I say, square one, trying to understand the history is important, you know. I, there's this famous quote out there by like Santayana who says that those who do not remember the past are condemned to re- repeat it and I think that there, that there is a yes. lot of merit to learning history um, you know a lot of things that are happening around uh, the world today people uh, I, I do see a lot of people making uh, uh, making claims at least you know without proper like backing and looking at like history and stuff like that so i think you know if we revisit a lot of the events i'm not trying to say you know how they say that uh that there is nothing new under the sun you know most of the time you just go through different cycles of of stuff Mm -hmm. and different forms and i definitely think that once we can have a platform to talk about things like that and it's not just uh we are not here to tell people that we are the authority on this particular topic no, i think definitely not <laughs> right right i i i don't i i have not uh that bold to make such a claim and i think that for you and i we would like to like provide a platform you know for discussions as well i'm pretty sure that even between you and i despite our uh similar like surnames we we do disagree about things and i think it's natural i think it's healthy for people to disagree about things yes it's healthy for yes. people to discuss about their disagreements because it is true uh that true discussions right uh through proper discourse uh society as a whole can improve and work on certain uh improvements right one idea might be lacking in some aspect and that the the counter idea might be lacking another aspect but if you can merge and synthesize uh those ideas perhaps we can come up with something better and in the end that is what the platform is for you know like you said we go even if we look at like philosophy essentially is like i mean the word philosophy basically means like the, the love of wisdom you know uh looking at how thought in general process over uh progress over time and i think that's for training as well you know like you mentioned five 100%. by five that's five by five by five i think uh if any of you here who has who have been lifting for at least more than five years you would probably have done a five times five training program at before. some point yes even and, in in a specific mesocycle of your entire prep or whatever yeah at some point there will be a five by five yeah we, <laughs> i mean we, i have five by five now actually come to think of it yeah we've we've definitely progressed from like cool five times five is the gold standard towards like right right now you know based on the literature out there you know that's periodization we could probably just go we won't go too much to it because you can like say it can be a whole podcast episode but 100%. like that's periodization for like strength gains you know even matter as much you know but we and the way the training process has gradually evolved uh i do think that people would actually benefit by looking at cool this is where a lot of people have started right this is square one for them how did they progress you know i also hope that it allows people to kind of think about where they came from i honestly feel like today right on instagram uh uh, Bryce Lewis kind of like posted a post, right? I mean, based on what I'm saying, people might be able to guess when we recorded uh, yes. this. By the but, way, Bryce, um, we would love you to have the pod on be on the podcast as well if you're yeah. somehow listening to this. Yeah, Bryce Lewis like 
uh, posted a post where he was in the gym, right, for the first time. Actually, funny story, like Bryce and I uh, started lifting because of volleyball, right? Fun fact out there, we Bryce True. and I met True. at Wolves and we confirmed that. But Bryce was, he said he was in the gym, right? For those that do not know, Bryce is the current IPF 105 uh, 105 kilo champion and he was in the gym he's squat squatting with the squat pad while doing squats using uh like those velcro belts and using his volleyball shoes right and he said that this was me like 10 years ago uh clearly you see a difference between bryce and i because 10 years ago i was probably like that but i'm not a world champion now he is uh, yep. <laughs> but slight difference there sorry parents <laughs> yeah but if you, if you if you look if you look back at where he came from he realized that uh that, that is where he came from. No doubt strong, but not as strong as he is now. And I guess when we talk about things going back to square one, I hope it helped people realize that everybody starts somewhere. And Everyone I think, starts somewhere, yes. I think exactly. that would help people create a mentality as well to be a little bit more uh, charitable for people who are just starting out. You know, it's very easy for someone who has been in the gym for 15 years to go into the gym, see a guy who most probably has this is his one week free trial for at the gym doing some ridiculous exercise and then we just like look at it that person and just like oh think in our head oh my gosh this guy is weird why is he trying to kill himself you know he should just stay at home you know like that kind of stuff it is really to reach the conclusion but if you look back at ourselves like where did we start from i'm pretty sure i was doing some absolutely ridiculous stuff and oh, I, yeah. I i had people that time stare at me and probably had like all kind of like weird thoughts about me uh in their head you know but yeah i guess that that is the goal right uh just provide yeah. a platform for discussion uh looking at where we came from seeing how that matters to us and essentially helping people maybe gain one or two tips that they can potentially use in their training Gym and in life yeah hopefully yep essentially <laughs> essentially a hundred percent so i guess before we do end this episode i think a lot of us myself included will be very curious to know are we related ah uh, it's a it's a tough question like we so like you said i mentioned just now like we have similar surnames but i do think that for those that for those of you out there who still uh, has haven't catched on Chung and I, we are from originally from Malaysia, right? Ironically, so we, are, we are from Malaysia and the same town. Yep, and we have similar set. We have like some mutual friends, even though like Chung is Chung is younger than myself. But so we are Malaysians. But our grandparents, I would presume your grandparents as well as mine, they are from China, right? So poss highly possible, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> like, uh, our like ethnic background is like, uh, Chinese, right? So that that. I mean, there are many different, like Chinese, the Chinese people scattered all around the world. But I would say that we, we are from China, and I do think that the way we write our Chinese characters, uh, the our surname or mm. is different. So yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So I think the first question I can ask you is, do you know what dialect, uh, your your grandparents speak? So I think they mostly speak Cantonese. So right. So if they are from Cantonese, they're probably from like maybe like the, South China. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. yeah. I'm. My grandparents are Hakka. So that that probably tells that we are most probably not related. Most probably unrelated. Yeah. High high uh, possibility, but the world yeah. is a weird place, and you know, as as some would like to um, 
some would always would like to claim or say we all come from one single origin so god knows at some yep. point potentially um we might be related yep so yeah i mean we there's always the 23andMe ancestry test that is a little bit more, a little bit uh, expensive for me to take at this current moment. So if anybody <laughs> is out there and actually is actually uh, curious to find out if Chung and I are related, you can send us a free kit of 23andMe. And we will, and we will definitely do that for you as as our private OnlyFans content. I mean, um, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And on that note, um, I guess we'll end the episode there. So for those who did stay tuned all the way to the end, thanks for listening. And if you do like the podcast or at least this episode, let us know what other type of uh, things that you would like to see, any specific topics you would like us to cover, any guests who you'd like to come on the podcast as well, and potentially talk about what we would like to, you know, have a yarn, bringing things back to square one and um that'll be all from us today yep and i guess like what most post- podcasters do they say give us a five star rating subscribe whether on your itunes or on spotify so oh, i listen yes. i listen to a lot of podcasts so i think that's how they usually end it so don't forget to give us a five star rating subscribe to itunes or spotify or whatever you're listening on and thank you very give much us for a like st- on youtube if you want to watch the raw video as well but yep. that will be all and yep thank you for listening Thank you.